Hello. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Oh my gosh. Hi. Oh, feels like it's been a long weekend already. I'm recording this on Sunday before doing the YouTube live and I am not ready at all for the YouTube live. I've not got my backdrop done. I've not got changed already. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. We'll just see how it goes. Really excited about this week, which is episode 110, titled The Bridge. And the the blurb, the logline, if you will, is in the wake of resurfacing of Centipede, S.H.I.E.L.D. recruits Mike after their last not-so-warm encounter in order to balance the scales against Centipede's super soldiers. It is directed by Holly Dale, the amazing Holly Dale, and it was written by Shalisha Francis. Fun fact, my middle name is Francis. So, a good quality episode coming up by the lovely Shalisha. This week, our guests are just the most amazing people. I'm so excited because... So, Denise Poor and Katie Carroll are in the AD team. And we'll go into talk more about what that includes and involves. The AD stands for Assistant Director. And it's a whole team of people that are sort of the organisers, they get the script and they figure out how it's going to get filmed. So the very practical, what time people come in, how long we need for each scene, when people need to be called, they basically coordinate everything. And we've had ADs on the podcast, or maybe not the podcast actually, the YouTube Live, I think it was season seven, which has not been made into a podcast yet because we're doing it in order. But we have had the first AD on before, which is the person that works very closely with the directors on set the whole time. But we haven't had the more behind the scenes ADs on. Anyway, I'm not really explaining what they do very well because I want them to be able to do it. But I'm just so excited because it's a real look into how a TV show gets made and also movies get made. Slightly different in theatre, but it, there is a similar department. Anyway, so we have those two wonderful women on today. And of course, Zachary Burt Abel will be there. And although, you know, it might not make that much difference to you, dear listeners, dear little puds, I am back at the London flat after being in a hotel for filming. So I do have access to my leopard print jacket, which last week I did not have because I'd forgotten to pack it. I didn't quite realise I'd be away that long at the hotel. Anyway, back at the London flat now. London, it's getting a bit cold now. It's getting very dark. It gets dark here at half past four, 4.30, which I've also realised that half four mm, is often mistranslated. That means 4.30. Anyway, so it gets dark very early. It's quite drizzly, but it's lovely London. England has just been told we're going to go into another lockdown at the end of this week. So <laughs> these might get a little bit more loopy, these intros and outros. Anyway, restaurants and bars are about to be closed. But thank goodness for podcasts, you know. Can do these in the comfort of wherever I am. Big week on the emails this week. First one, <laughs> I mean, this one just really made me laugh. It says, well, because we'd sort of decided that the name was going to be Lil Puds, but Jessica's been on saying it could be Lil Lemons, which Lil Lemons, Lil Puds, 
both pretty cute, but the best part of the email was that she signed it Jessica and then in brackets, no relation to the spider living in April's basement from podcast 108, lol, which I really lolled at that, Jessica. No relation to spider Jessica. Tara's been on and she said, Dear Elizabeth, oh yes, so this is because last week I was asking can't remember quite why now, but I was asking what inanimate objects you name, because I name everything. And if you name any after the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. And she says, I do name inanimate inanimate objects. My car is named Edgy Elsa. Oh, I wonder what car you've got. Sounds quite fun. But strangely, I have chosen AOS names. Oh, have not chosen AOS names yet. However, I do have a cat named Peggy Carter and one named Liam. (laughs) Something about the name Liam. Ah, I don't know. Right. She says, like Maddie, whom you mentioned on the podcast today, she must have been listening to last week's one. I am not someone who is looking to get into showbiz when I watch and listen to Live with Lil. I get so much needed inspiration for creativity. Your guests telling their stories, like Laura describing her process of staying in tears for hours, or Gregory explaining how he came about the design of the bus, takes me back many years to art school. I am at a stage in life, kids grown, where I am looking to get back into the drawing and painting I loved when I was younger. So what started as just being a fan of your show has become a motivational positive to bring back that energy you all have into my life. You and your guests have an enthusiasm and joy while describing your jobs that is infectious and I sincerely thank you for letting us share in this. Best to you always, Tara. Oh, and she says, P.S. Your accent does sound stronger in my opinion. Certainly when you said your name, it sounded very British. Oh. That is so lovely, Tara. Thank you so much for your email. That just fills me with so much joy that it is maybe inspiring or motivating your love for drawing and art and painting. That's so amazing. I absolutely love that. Thank you for your email. Next amazing email. Lots of amazing emails, but, you know, we'd be here all day and I am not ready. So definitely need to go in quite good time to start this. Ah, Says, hi, Lil. I think this is funny. You've already got me. I also have a strange sense of humor, so you may not agree, but I listen to the podcast on my Echo device. Not a advert for Echo, but, you know, Echo, if you want to sponsor us, feel free. So when I say, Alexa, play my podcast, she says, playing live with Lil. Only she doesn't say it, uh, only she says it like live rhymes with give, as in the same house. Not live, as in live from New York. And she finds it hilarious every time. So it sounds like she's saying live with Lil, which at the moment, it'd be great for someone to live with me because, you know, it's always nice to have a friend, isn't it? And then she says, things I do when listening, which is something I've asked before, laundry dishes, raking the leaves. Oh, I love that. So good for your core. Yard work cleaning. Now I think I will use it as my motivation to walk more. I will not let myself start the newest episode until I'm out walking. That will be a good motivator. And she says, thanks so much for doing these. Thank you so much for your email, Laurie. Gosh, motivation coming up a lot. A good motivator. That is the dream of others to be a motivator. Okay, how many more can I get to? Let me get to this one because it's good. (laughs) Louise says, hello, Lil. I am extremely excited right now because I just watched the 109 podcast a few weeks ago, I sent an email that the mic idea should be the acronym Liam. So unless someone else had the same idea, I may have named Elizabeth's mic. 
And I may just say you have very good taste in names. It made me so happy and I'm truly honoured to hear you like it and people found it funny. Anyways, you asked what inanimate objects we name after AOS. Uh, and I mean, how much time do we have? Oh my gosh, I love you, Louise. I think the best one is my fan called Quake or Ward the Water Bottle, who seemed cool at the start, but betrayed me and spilt water all over my books in my bag. I really... <laughs> I really love my friend Amy's ukulele, which she, she stuck a lemon sticker on and called Deke because she didn't like it at first, but came to love it just like Deke's character. Oh my gosh, I love that. A fan called Quake, a water bottle called Ward, and a ukulele called Deke. Oh my God, please, please keep sending these in. I can't tell you how much joy this fills me with. And then she just... Loves Zach, loves the YouTubes and loves the podcasts. Thank you so much, Louise. And yes, it was you. You have named the mic Liam, which I just love. He makes me so happy every time I get him out of his little box, uh, his padded box. I mean, this microphone is treated far better than anything else I own or I'm the mother of. So yeah, Louise, you created a monster in Liam. I feel like he's a massive diva. Right, can't go before reading a review. So, this is from Sharon. Sharon says, Refreshing, educational, and fun. Fun is capital letters and an exclamation mark. Live with Lil, not live with Lil, different podcast, different branding. Live with Lil will invoke so much joy in your soul, no matter how tough of a day week you've had. Her enthusiasm inc is incredibly contagious. I dare you to not laugh when she cracks up at herself. <laughs> what a shame. Or smiles when Zachary Burr Abel has to correct her horrible memory. <laughs> ah, it's so true. Not only do I learn behind the scenes info about my favorite show, but I get to witness the admiration and support between such an amazing group of people. It's so inspirational that kindness still exists in Hollywood. Thank you so much, Sharon. And at the moment, I guess, let's see how many reviews we've got now. I'm going on Apple Podcasts because that's where most of the reviews are. Oh my gosh, 122 ratings. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, these are so great. Oh, I love this. I never leave reviews. And then this is a really long review. I literally never leave reviews for anything, but I have to leave reviews for this podcast. Like many, I'm a huge AOS fan. Not kidding and slightly embarrassed to say that I've rewatched this show from the beginning maybe 10 or more times. My husband literally rolls his eyes when he sees <laughs> season one, episode one playing. So when I saw the show was ending, I was devastated. I was so sad for a few days, but soon cheered up with the comfort of knowing I can watch it over and over. And then... The AOS angel herself, Agent Freakin' Simmons, creates this incredible podcast YouTube live. Heaven sent Elizabeth, you have given AOS new life with your insight and the insight of so many other talented people who were involved in this amazing show. I couldn't be happier as a fan to have this and to hear stories about my beloved show. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Oh my gosh. K. Cabiles? Cabiles? K. Cabiles what a lovely review and thank you for everybody that's leaving a review you're all going into a big pot oh no oh god 
Augustine, who helps me with this podcast, says that sometimes, <laughs> because I move around so much, it's really hard for him to level out, you know, well, I don't know, the levels of noise. Oh my gosh, what is it? Like the, yeah, the sound levels. Anyway, um, I've just realised I've been completely moving around loads with my head. Just get too excited. Sorry, Augustine. Uh, thank you so much for your reviews. I can't believe you take the time to write them. I just love them. I love reading them all. Thank you for your emails. I'm going to have to wrap this up because i got to go put some trousers on. <laughs> Doing this in my PJs, which I probably shouldn't go on the YouTube live on. But thank you for being here. Coming to you from a rainy evening in London town. Oh, I'm trying to think of what new news I've got for you, but that's it. I'm really excited about today's episode, 110, titled The Bridge. We've got the return of a few favourites in this episode. Ruth Negger is in it, as Raina, the girl in the flower dress, and Jay August is in it as well. It was so lovely to see him. So, without further ado, welcome to this week's Live with Lil. We dive into the minutiae of what it takes to get a TV show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually made. How is working with actors? <laughs> uh, which, you know, how do you cajole an actor to come to set? How do you make all the moving pieces be smooth? And how the heck do you get into a career like being an AD? If you're curious about any of the above, or anything else to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hello, keep listening. We'd love to have you along. Hey, I'm so happy you're here. Let's do it. Welcome to level seven. This is actually a bit thrilling. Someone really wanted our initials to spell out S.H.I.E.L.D. We have a small but active fan base. We are unstoppable together. You guys are my family. We don't move on. We hold that place in our heart, even after we say goodbye. We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Exciting. I have with me the most amazing women and men. Um, <laughs> we have Katie Carroll and Denise Pope um, and Zachary Burr Abel. I'm currently trying to make this countdown clock work. Count up clock work. So that's me. That's me. That's you. That's you. That's Sorry you. God, that. what's me this time? Um, I am wearing double leopard because. I was without leopard last week, so I'm really doubling down for the leopard fans out there. And here is my mic, which sadly I do not have plugged in actually. It's just for show, to show you him. Liam is what we decided he's called. So there we go. I think that's everything caught up on business. Um, how, can you guys, are you guys able to watch it? Because. I tend to talk loads in the introduction and then forget to press play. Yeah, I have my yeah. laptop set up with it. Yeah, me okay. too. I'm saying that. And Wait, I should skip recap though. There it is. Yeah, are we going to start when the Marvel logo starts flipping? Yes, let's do the Marvel flip. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they released season seven on Netflix this weekend. Oh, really? They did. That's why it's up front and easy to find on Netflix. Hey, oh, that's probably hey. why. Yeah. But Elizabeth, we DVR'd it and watched it, so I don't need to watch it. I know, I'm totally caught up. We, we kept too. watching, even when we were watching. I kept watching. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <gasps> Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. For sure. 
Kevin wanted me to tell you that, by the way, your episode, and I agree that you directed was our favorite one. Was really well done. Was really yes. well done. Absolutely. Oh my God. Thank you. And the thing is, that means so much coming from you both because you can appreciate how nuts that one was to try yes. and film and schedule and like block shooting. And I worked so closely with Keith, who was the first on that, the first AD to mm -hmm. figure out like, because how I wanted to shoot it dictated the schedule so much because what scenes I wanted to block shoot together and what I didn't meant how the schedule would go. So we are like, we worked so closely together. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sure. But we'll get we'll yeah. get into the whole AD department, right? And, and I just want to jump in and say I think it isn't it the highest rated episode of Shields of any episode. I think it is. Wow. I say sure. Why not? I Definitely. believe it. It was at one point. I had my mom on there. Five stars. No, like, yes. Ten stars. <laughs> yeah, we refer to it as like the, the Groundhog Day episode but Groundhog it was Day. great. It was great. Hey, should we press play? Let's do it. So where are you at the Marvel flip? I'm at the Marvel flip. Marvel flip. Say when to, when to go. Oh, wait. I've got to get to the Marvel flip. I'm on the... Uh, okay. Right, so we'll go on one. Three, two, one. And I have my volume down too. Yes. Oh yeah, my volume's at 60, so <laughs> just me in this apartment on my own. Oh, and I've got this, there we go. Right, I think my clock's working and everything. Oh, no, when, when I looked at this uh, recap to see what episode we were doing, the first thing yeah. that came to my mind was, oh, this was the episode we gave Matt Mullins a uh, part, our stunt guy. That's right. Oh yeah. my god! It was one of the soldiers. You'll I, see I thought early. it was. I thought you wanted us to do this one because we sh were shooting this one during Halloween, and this is the one where all the yes. ADs dressed as the cast for Halloween. That is correct. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. Which just literally came up on my Facebook feed. So actually, hang on. Let me see if I can't find it, and then it I came can up bring because it up. Uh, Maylene, memory, right. one of our other ADs, just reposted it too. Exactly. Oh my yes. gosh! Yeah. Um, we had that framed in our apartment, but Zach is. Oh, you're there kidding. So that was so fun. I just saw oh, Matt Mullins it? get punched in the face, and there he goes. Oh my God, yes. I'm still friends with him. We talk like on Facebook and oh, Instagram awesome. and stuff. Oh, we should get him on this. You yes, should. You should totally. get some stunt guys for sure. Mm hmm. Um, I can't figure out how to work this clock. Every time I think <laughs> I get it. Katie almost did a spit take right there, live. Totally did. Okay, I'm gonna see if this ends up counting up. No, see, it's gone to 18. Oh, anyway. Sorry, um, sorry, I'll I, just see who told me to get It's good for room tone, though. Good for room tone. Um, oh my gosh, right. So, can you guys explain what it is that you do in the crew? Okay. Yeah, sure. Katie, okay. go, Katie go first. Yeah. The first AD yeah. works with the director and they do all of the prep work together and they do all of the planning and the scheduling and the meetings with all the department heads and prep the entire episode while another episode is shooting. The second AD, which is what I was on this one, 
we do the day-to-day, hour-to-hour. We take the first AD schedule and we're looking at it. I mean, often I'm looking at it like a day in advance. And like, okay, we need this special piece of equipment for this scene. And we think this scene is going to happen this many hours in the day. So, but it needs this much setup time. So we, it's, their call time is this. And we're working out the call time for all the actors, et cetera. Uh, and then what Denise was doing on this was running base camp. She's getting all of the actors based on all the schedules through hair and makeup, timing that all out. It's going to take this long to get, you know, this person in this chair. And then they get up and this person sits down in this makeup chair and, you know, scheduling all that and then getting you all in to go shoot the episode. So we do all of the organizing. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a beautiful, like, uh, you can speak to this too, Zach, but being on set, it's such a, when it's run well, which you did so beautifully, is it's such a satisfying place to be because everything runs like clockwork and, you know, you have to, as an actor, you kind of have to click into what that schedule is so everything runs smoothly. And then as soon as one person is late or traffic is bad or some, you know, then it's like everything, you then have to recalculate everything. Or if a scene, you know, if the director's like, oh, I changed my mind, I'm going to do this as one shot. Then all of a sudden (laughs) you're like calling everybody (laughs) come in and yeah, oh my gosh, it just, everything is so meticulously planned and so then Katie as the second mm-hmm. AD which stands for assistant director yes um you you schedule actors right like you decide when they come in depending on how much time they need in hair and makeup oh, oh, the interesting. I went on my laptop and I go I wonder if I have an old agency I know I do I have and I all have one all sheets from all of season one in the pilot. I still, I save everything. So I've got This is what Katie had to do as a second AD. She does all of this. Yes. And the back is the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Putting everyone, that's what you do as a second AD. Yes. Are you given a template for that or do you create it in? Well, it's Excel. Okay. Um, Spreadsheets are AD's friends. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Jay in Occidental College. Push that yeah, hey, Katie, I'm working with Jay August right now. Oh, are you really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So for a scene like this, Katie, mm-hmm. this is, you know, they they decide. So for something like this that's on location, it's daylight dependent. So, you know, there's only, you know, it has to be in a certain time of the day. So that means you have to get everybody ready for this day. So right. you have number one on the call sheet, Clark, like right? This is, like Clark is so well backlit right here. I'm sure we probably did his coverage first. <laughs> Very <laughs> early morning. What happened to my, oh, there it is. Um, yeah, so this, then, one, yeah, that was all day. That was, I think that was a dawn shot, like right after dawn. And you have to coordinate when all the actors get there. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out like the stunts with the thing being pushed and when Mm -hmm. that shot and how long it takes. So you're working really closely with the director who talks to the first AD to say, this is how I'm probably going to shoot it. And then the first AD says to you, hey, this is how they're probably going to shoot it. <laughs> you need to figure out when that big truck arrives, when yes. the stunt people, when the actors, ha- like. Exactly. It's it's a whole lot of logistics. Right. Yeah. A whole lot of logistics. So, and it's funny, every now and then, it's like technically ADs are not in the creative side of making TV shows, but we get creative because 
we're all, I mean, everything we do is putting a puzzle together, but there's no one right answer to the puzzle. Yeah. So you're always working like, oh, what if we did this? Okay, well, that works great, except for this. Okay, so what if we did this? And you move these pieces around, I'm like talking with my hands. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're constantly moving and shuffling, even if everything is like, it's set and it's a set schedule and, or you have to shoot these scenes on this day because you have a guest actor in it and he can only work on this day. Yeah. Even then you might constantly work on what if we did this scene first instead of that scene? Is that less of a hair makeup changeover? Is it faster to pre-light the other sets? Uh, is it faster to shoot this? Or this is a bigger scene and you wanna get your hands into it first before people get tired at the end of the day and the other scenes we can maybe fly through. So. You're always, always working on it. And Katie, how much of your day do you think you spend dealing with actors asking for prelims? <laughs> <laughs> what time am I coming in tomorrow? Or better, what time am I coming in on Friday? Yeah. When did it got wrap on Friday? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Monday. I always love that question. That's an excellent question. <laughs> um, well, I, I, so I've been firsting recently the last four or five years. And uh, I was on one show and I had an actor who had a very, very young child and she very much enjoyed, she did not like if she had like an 8 a.m. call because that meant she left for work after he was awake and he'd get very, very sad and very, very clingy. So I purposely always tried to schedule her for first thing in the morning and she'd have to be at work at 5 a.m. Like that actually worked out well. She'd rather show up early, be at work 5 a.m. and then get to go home, do some errands, you know, do mm -hmm. stuff at, and then be at home when her kid came home and it worked out really well. And so, well, in fact that they, you know, she worked with her kid one afternoon after school to make me cupcakes. I'm like, I can be bought. <laughs> oh, I can be bought. So yes, there are little things like if I know someone is always working or, you know, suddenly somebody's dating somebody new, what time are we going to get off on Friday? Like, Hey, um, you could schedule something for this Friday. Do it. You can do that. So, you know, we are, we try to make everyone happy, frankly. So we can't always make every single person happy, but if we can hook people up and you know give them information and help the schedule work for them, we're gonna do it. But that, but but not everybody feels like that. And you were both as uh, I don't know if we caught this on this Zoom or not because we were chatting beforehand. But you were both with Shield from the very beginning, and I think it's helped set such a brilliant tone because you guys this that were are in in where the trailers are so as an actor you're the Denise you were the first person I would see every morning you mm -hmm. were the first thing and to create that sense and that tone of like we're all in this together what can you do for me what can I do for you like let's be on this same team creates such an amazing atmosphere and you're the communication between every department so if hair and makeup has an issue they come to you if you true know, it's 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 such a community and if the ADs are not approachable and are not great at communicating the set just falls flat you know people are turn up late because they're like well I, what's the point or that i don't they don't get the right message to come in early or they you know as an act you get to set and you're just miserable because you've been talked down to or you can't go on a date on friday because <laughs> <laughs> it's it creates such it's such a pivotal it, it's like the scaffolding that holds a tv show up is the ad department and when it's well uh a well-oiled machine 
uh, just looking at Deathlock, just happened to have Jay August on the screen. I know. Our oil machine. Um, it, it runs brilliantly. Denise, what time on average? Because <laughs> so I'm in England at the moment. Denise is in yeah. Los Angeles. And I was texting you about the coming on. No, emailing. And yes. you emailed me straight back. What time was that? Because it just, it made me nauseous. And it was so funny. <laughs> You emailed me. I was up drinking coffee because I ended up being in the valley in Santa Clarita at five. So I think it was 3.45 in the morning. And I happened, I was drinking coffee, waking up, had my phone in my hand, I think to turn off the alarm. And then your email rang out and I go, oh, I'll just email Elizabeth back. And we emailed for like an hour. By the time I got to work, I think I was still emailing you. And I'm like, did you ever wonder what time it was? Because <laughs> it was like 3.30 in the morning. Because if you're have to be the first one in uh, on the show I'm on I'm the second 80 and I was going in we have a really big cast and I was going in with the person who runs base camp and we had to be there at five in the morning because COVID we have to get people tested and get all of that going and it's a lot it's a big deal and so yeah and I, I when I flash back to Agents of Shield I think of being there at five in the morning because you and Chloe and Ming had to be in hair and makeup early yeah. And then my other memory is <laughs> three units and somebody on the first time we had three units going at the same time. So it was the was main just, unit. I think that might be this scene. It could be. We always had a lot of time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'd have the main unit with the actors. Mm -hmm. We'd have a splinter unit doing inserts or whatever. And then we'd have a third unit of stunts. And I remember the first time we did that, someone said, Denise, do you want three walkies? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm you've just got have to coordinate to. all of that. And then, as yes, an actor, I had to get, yes, I had to put all three. And when you run base camp, you have to make sure the actors go to that unit. Yeah. So, guys are ready and go to this unit. Yeah. Whatever they needed for the splinter unit had to get there. And so, I'd have a lot of times on Agents of Shield, I'd have two walkies. Yeah. And then the other unit, I would just be like, you're going to have to switch and find me somehow. Yeah. And then Katie would make three call sheets for one day. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Was crazy. So that scene we just saw with the with uh, Ward and Coulson in the car, that would be a splinter unit, would you say? Well, no, that would be legit. What, yeah. we, we, we finally, I think it was right around this time that we figured out how to do our double ups. And right, it might be right. The last day of one episode overlapped with the first day of the next episode and that allowed every episode to essentially take one extra day which meant we weren't working so long every single day they just right. expanded the length of the days per episode i forgot about that and i think that, that was normal? one of the double, double up day there no. it depends on the show wow you, well i mean yeah it, it all depends on the show it, because you need to have enough cast and enough sets that you can do full two shooting days and yeah. not you know, because other times you run out of cast. So, you know, if there's a show that has a lead actor who or actress who's in every single scene, you can't do it. You just don't have that right. ability. Right. Um, so it actually now in the COVID world, they're not doing it because it's yeah. too many people. You can't have it's that. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And I guess so, with so many stunts too. I have a yeah, question we from. Uh, we a lot of stunts. I'm not being rude. I'm actually in the chat for the. <laughs> For, for for the watch along but vicky carter wanted to hear uh how she's like dying to be get become an, an ad and so she wanted to Don't know your, 
Don't do it. <laughs> she wants to know how, what, what your history is, how you got into it um, from both of you guys. I there's went only, through, there's only two ways. And we there's, both well, did there's them. maybe three ways if you do right. the non-union AD route. But, oh, that's true. That's true. But then you already got to be an AD. So it's, yeah. yeah. There's really only two ways. Um, yes. And actually, Denise and I did the two different ways. We did the two ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, um, I <laughs> went through the, what's called the Assistant Director's Training Program. It's run through the Director's Guild and the Producer's Guild. And you apply. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it right now with COVID, what, the, what their protocols are. But you could literally look it up online, Assistant Director's Training Program, and that'll get you to it. Um, you apply, you do essays. At one point, there was a test, like the SAT test. I think that's gone. It's interviews. I think so. Discussions. Hey, look, there's Matt Mullins. I know. I told oh, you about Matt Mullins. Right there in the chair. There oh, he is. I so need to get Matt on here. Yes, you do. And Greg Rementer. Mm -hmm. He was our other stunt guy. Oh, yes. Not to be sidetracked from what we're talking about, but there were so many stunt people on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that to this day, some person comes to set and they go, I know you from something. And then I always go, did you work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, that's what it was. Because mm -hmm. we had so many stunt people. So yeah. many. And so many that went off to do the huge Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, Gosh, they're stealing another one of our great stunt guys. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just every single episode, there was some huge fight and they broke through the ceiling even when we ran out of money and all we were in was a corridor we still had amazing stunts it was just yes. kind of we got so good at doing it and so you know the second unit talk about you know that was always a we always had a second unit yeah to do always stuff. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um oh and oh i sidetracked katie from finishing yeah. her going through the oh, yes. dga program so, so actually we shot this the same day. We started in the morning. This is the same college. So we started in the morning with Jay and then we came down around front and now this is a, this is Occidental. And I believe yeah. Marissa went here. She did. She did. So yeah. as we were scouting it and her dad was a Teamster captain and we're scouting it, he's walking along saying, I can't believe we have to pay money to rent this. I paid this school so much money into it. <laughs> to get this for free. But that's Tommy. Uh, yes. I still so talk to Tommy once in a while. I know. Tommy's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, the training pro program. So if, once you're accepted, you do give or take two years. It's 400 working days. Um, and they assign you to work on different TV shows and movies. And you are like on the ground training. And you're working so for the AD staff. What does that involve? Because that's a really, that's a hard job too right it it's is like an apprenticeship it's almost yeah often, yeah yeah and i mean they just throw you in there's there's no, there's very little learning before you're assigned to a job right it's like a sink or swim scenario and it's just you, you figure it not out. not everyone makes it through no what was what did you get assigned hours, right? to katie my very first show that i got well because you and then you alternate after 50 days, you get assigned to another show. So even if you're doing well on one show and then you go to another show and you do poorly and then you're like, okay, I can get through this and you go to another show and it's great. Wow. So the very first show I got assigned to was the original 90210. Wow. I'm dating myself now, but yeah. <laughs> so awesome. God, I bet you have some stories. <laughs> A couple. <laughs> A couple. <laughs> but so, then Denise, wait, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so when you are assigned and you do your 400 days, did you say? Uh-huh. 
Um, are you a runner? You're a PA? You're just kind of doing just- It depends on the show. More often than not, you get assigned to base camp. So you do what Denise did in this case, in, on this show. But instead of going with a trainee on this show, we knew it was going to be big enough and difficult enough. We wanted to hire Denise as an assistant director. So like, we need someone who already knows what they're doing. We can't train someone new. We, we don't have that ability. It was uh, a big show. It was a big yeah. show. Yeah. Um, so more often than not, you're assigned to base camp. But other shows will have you work on set, setting background. Um, right. Usually it's one of those two things. And then every now and then you'll get a feature, but it's mostly California-based shows and there are, there are fewer and fewer movies shooting in California. Although yeah. now with COVID, actually there might be a few more, but- It's yeah. very TV back. It's, it's Los Angeles is very TV. Yeah. So you're on a walkie, you're being told to kind of like what to do. And as an AD, generally you arrive first and you leave last so exactly. you have to be up yes. for being a team player doing a ton of running around getting fifty thousand steps a day and be prepared to get there at 5 a.m and not leave certainly in america you're probably not going to leave much before nine no right Correct. Like, exactly so long day okay it's then, a long day how yeah. did you do how did you get in denise I did it the other way, which was I started as a set PA on, uh, I'm just working on sets. And I, I think I literally was on like the second, I was on a second big film when I learned about the DGA program. And I was like, what, there's another way. And by then I was so far in collecting my days as a set PA. And I was doing these really big action movies, some with Katie. And um, I was just like, oh, well, I'm in this group. I'm going to keep doing this, working on set. And as a set PA, you can get in the guild, the DGA, by collecting, keeping track of all your days. And I think it's, is it 600 now, Katie? I, I can't even remember. 600 now. I think you have to get in by working on a set as a PA. You need 600 days. And they won't and even then, collect. You need to turn in your paperwork saying you worked 600 yes. and they'll just throw out 50. So you have to, you need to turn in paperwork saying you worked on at least 650 days. Yeah, at least. And yeah. that's how I got in. I worked all of those days on on features and TV shows. And I turned in what we call our book, which is all of your days, your call sheets and production reports. And I got in that way. It's such an achievement. I remember we were on set when Karen and KK got her days and we threw a big party at lunch because it's such a huge it's achievement a, to yeah. get the days. And then you get to be in the union, which means then you get access to the benefits, the healthcare, mm -hmm. you get you know, then you're in it's and you, you know, you have some protection and you're able to then climb through the ranks of AD shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. And all of a sudden your pay increases immensely. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, but that's important to note that like yeah, when you're getting your days, you're not getting paid very much. Not you're at all. working insanely long hours mm -hmm. and you're doing the jobs that most people don't really want to do like you're doing runs you're like set setting background in the freezing cold standing on a corner asking the general public like please don't walk in our Correct. shop all those things yeah. like it's it's if you have that kind of brain it's amazing but it's a hard it's a hard apprenticeship it's hard because often I mean we were, we got really lucky on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because the crew and the cast were so often but Denise and I both will have stories about, you know, you get somebody a cup of coffee. Oh, this coffee's cold. Get me another. You're like, 
it's 40 degrees outside. I, yeah. I can't make it hot. Okay. Uh-huh. Or no, you put too much cream in this and they toss it at you and you're like, I'll go get another one. And you can't, <laughs> and that's like more than anything, you want to tell that person off because they're so uppity. But between the actor who is starring in the movie and you, and they say, I don't want to work with this person. You say, I don't want to work with this person. Who do you think is going to say, great, good job. I'll sign your time card. Good luck with your future endeavors. It's going to be to the PA or the trainee and you have to suck it up. And so I only jokingly, but I jokingly, but I only jokingly say like run. I mean, it's really tough. It's great. It's It's really good when you're on a crew that you love working with and when everything's gelling and it's fantastic and you get like a family crew, it's fantastic. It's really tough to get to that position. Lil, I think you should take this opportunity to apologize for your <laughs> behavior. I didn't mean, I was having a bad day. You didn't let me. Oh, what, no, actually, I will say Elizabeth is the one who, there was one day where I wasn't feeling well and Elizabeth got me a cup of tea and the legit, the best cup of tea I've ever had in my life. Oh, Elizabeth like Elizabeth. Wait a minute. Yes. This, this Elizabeth. Yes. She yeah, got me a cup like of tea. Her. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now, but Okay. <laughs> Hey, Elizabeth, I can tell you, Katie talking about that reminds me of why I got hired on this show because Katie was at my house for a barbecue mm. and she, I oh, just okay. finished the show and I was jobless and she goes, Hey, I did this pilot for this Marvel show and we need an AD to run base camp. Do you want to do it? And I go, all right, I don't have a job. I'll do it. And she said, we really, it's a lot of brand new actors that have never done TV. <laughs> And we, and I had like run base camp on some big movies and she was like, we really want to train them so that they know not to be late, to be, you know, be on time and do this and do that. And so we need you to, to train them. There's some new people. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll do it. <laughs> and that was kind of, and I have to say, I you guys were like, never late. If anyone yeah. was late, I would get a call. Like I remember Chloe was late a couple times. She would call, like if it, she was due at 6am oh, and yeah. it was five till six and she knew she'd call and go I'm gonna be I'm gonna be five minutes late I'm so sorry and I'm like okay you called we got you and Ming would do that too Ming would be like I hit a traffic jam I'm gonna be you guys were really good about being on time LA is a tough city too because you can just hit traffic and be literally an hour late I don't know where that came from the fear of God of being one minute late but I think probably me could have been you. Yeah, you're like, it was me. But I think because there were so many moving parts and the schedule was literally, like, what are some of the call times on that call sheet you have? Because oh. they were like 6.18, you have to be sitting. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't just like 6.30. It was like to the minute. Oh, no. We yeah. would have, this one It doesn't isn't bad. It has like sevens and got because it's mostly guys. But. Oh. If it was like you and Chloe and, and Ming, it, we'd have like 5.15, you know, 5.30 yeah. call times to get you guys on set yeah. at seven. Yeah. And if you were a bit late, then the person that sat in the chair, so Ian would sit in the in the hair chair after me. So if I was late, that means then the next person going, correct. each hairdresser and um, makeup artist do multiple people. And so yes. I think, but that's so interesting that you guys were kind of training us because we were all new. Like I'd never done a TV show like that before. So that's curious that you guys. <laughs> it's have. a secret that I'm letting out. <laughs> well, you, you should run a training program because 
Yeah, you should. I mean, it's a it's a problem with actors being late and feeling superior and all. I think that's a real that's it's an issue that I think I think Shield really was insulated from that for for the most part. But also, I think if you start to be late you'll see your call time just gets earlier and earlier because Which you kind of make true. in, right? They're like, or you'll be called at the start because, you know, for you can be called in any order. There are some people that you're like, well, I know they're calling you before everybody else because you're late. And also yeah. they perhaps don't like you that much. <laughs> like when you start, you know, if you have a person that's recurring that isn't very kind, mm-hmm. I, you know. But then the downside of that some, is... Yeah, well, the downside is like if you start calling someone earlier and earlier, because that's what it is on paper, the hair person, the makeup person, the AD, the Teamsters, they all have to be there that's for right. that earlier call time. So now the actor who is only 10 minutes late is actually causing 10 minutes of like all of these people could have slept in for another 10 minutes. Yeah. And or and it's also a lot of money. Like all of these people are now going to be not ten minutes right now, but in overtime oh at the God. end of the day. That's yeah. a, that overtime start. So it it's it is something like if when you have actors who are consistently on time, it's so helpful. It's it runs smoothly. Helpful. It it, yeah. it it sets the tone for everything. It really does. Yeah. Did you guys at the beginning? Because this is something that we've talked about. Like leading up to this episode is like the pressure of the show with so much hype around it. Was that something that you also experienced and how does that compare kind of to other shows that you've been on? Yeah. Ooh, I have a good, I have a good comparison for Do you it. because I was on this show, right? Agents of shield where we had the secret language. Like the show was called ragtag instead of agents of shield. So nobody knew who we were, we were where we were. And there was, you know, sides were all watermarked. And so nobody could get their hands on them because we tied into the Marvel films. And there was a lot of sworn to secrecy things because of the tie-in to the, to the films. And then it's all this pressure. You're right, Zach, about don't accidentally drop a call sheet or sides anywhere. And we can't just throw them in the trash. We got to shred everything. And then after I left Agents of Shield, I ended up doing another kind of a Marvel show called Legion which was completely opposite because they had no ties to the films. They had their legion on everything, everywhere. And I remember when I started, I go, don't we have to, because I was so used to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm like, don't we have to destroy all this stuff and hide stuff? And they were like, no, Marvel leaves us alone. We have no ties. We can do whatever we want. And so I was like, oh, no pressure. We just told everyone all the time what we were working on and legion was everything. It was very different. It was very different. So, yeah, ours was just so secretive, which was nice because I think, too, you don't want to accidentally spoil a storyline, which I have done in my time on S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) Oh, my God. I accidentally, in an interview, said about, um, uh, I think I said about Brett being Hive. Right before it was revealed? Yes, because Uh I thought the episode had been aired yet and it hadn't. And I said it at a Comic-Con interview thing. And then they were like, the guy realized that I'd just done a major spoiler. And looking back now, he kind of flinched. And then he kept asking me and I was like, yeah, because he can like, uh, what could I double down? Yeah, yeah, I doubled down. And then I came up 
um, I was boarding, the, do you remember this? Like we were boarding the plane and um, I got a call from the, the like Marvel PR and they went, hey, Elizabeth, just have been hearing some reports that you just revealed about Hive and who this big character was. And um, just, just wanna like, sort of understand where that might have come from. And I was like, oh, did that reveal not come? I think it was like the mid season finale or something they were revealing. Oh, no. oh my God, <laughs> it was awful. But yeah, and I thought, can they fire me? Cause this was like, this was like season four, three or four or something. It was late. No, it was, I was like, can I still get fired? I, we were, Katie and I were there for the re reveal. No, that, that, no, that was Fred as Hydra, not as Hive. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. he's been through a that's few right. iterations. <laughs> I remember you got some alert come in. There was there was some other time that you were doing, because it's, it's when you'll go to Comic-Cons that aren't like, that you're just yeah. meeting fans and signing and whatnot. What's aired and what's not, and you don't get right. talking points that like really tell you here's what we're up to. That's being once I accidentally revealed that, you best believe we had talking points <laughs> every weekend. They were like, "Here's what's aired. Here's what you can say." Yeah, <laughs> I was there. I remember Zach had a cameo while I was there. He was on the show. I yes. Did. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I don't think we've got that episode's in a couple of weeks. Zach, we should. Start. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like, make it on screen. But yeah, we have seen we have seen it. I know. Nice. Maybe yeah. I could play it. The DVD extras. Cool. Yeah, I remember, that was the episode where we hired the stuntman to drown in water, and we only found out that um, he couldn't swim. Like almost that day. I don't remember that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know if I. Man, God, but, uh, that was. It, what did you do? Heard to anyone to say, can you? Swim. swim it was because he was going to be in the shallow end because of the visual effects of what we were doing so he was going to be able to stand but he needed to swim the length of the pool back and forth a couple of times first so he like he was fine being in the pool and standing in the shallow end you know chest deep in water whatever he needs to do but oh you need to me actually to swim like oh i i like i'm sorry what oh no okay I that don't happens. remember what our solution was. I think at the last minute we hired another stunt double to double the stunt man. The double. <laughs> um, to just do the swimming. And then when it came time for the drowning, we put him in. I believe. I honestly don't know for sure, but I think so. Wow. I don't so you even remember the that. type of fires yeah. that you then have to yeah. Oh, yeah. put out oh, on yeah. the ground in the moment. And mm -hmm. like now I'm looking at, we've got cars and it's night. So oh, for yeah, some like, Beach. Yes, this was awesome because it was five minutes from my house. <laughs> I remember this night and we blew mm -hmm. up the bridge. That was very mm -hmm. exciting. I always like when we blow up things. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun. You have to just shut like shut the traffic down obviously mm -hmm. and then this is yes. a night shoot so does that mean then that because so actors and crew have a turnaround you can't just film in the day and then the next day be like okay we're going to do night you kind of have to work towards the night shoot right so then how do you I think this you... was two splits I think we did some daytime work and then did the did night now. shoot for only half the nights from like 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't crazy that night. Right, and then we came back and did it the same thing the next day. Does everyone right. fall under a force call or is that an actor thing? Or is it all 
No, we had some crew occasionally with force call, camera specifically. Camera, camera has the it's, longest all, it's always camera. It's always yeah. camera. So as, a, as you're scheduling it, you also have to figure out how expensive people are going to be if you go over. So for actors, depending on which union you're in as an actor, because it's different in England, but we, the, uh, the production, get penalised. Like they have to pay you extra if they push you, if they force your call, which means they call you your less than 12 hours like, like, you don't well you don't get enough rest time from the time right. that you one day until the time that you're expected to show up for work the next day every single union member whether it's an actor or a crew member and every crew member have varying levels of what that hour is but if you call them with less than their turnaround it's called then they get a forced call and every union has different penalties and yeah we have to figure that out i mean we don't have to figure out how much it costs but we warn everyone hey, if you want this actor at this time tomorrow, you're going to be poor, paying a forced call. Yeah. And so we kind of warn. I just saw Ruth. Do you know what I remember about Ruth? Uh -huh. was sometimes I would take her to set and she would go, I can't do an Irish accent, but she would go, Denise, how would you say this word? And then she would um, give me a word and I would say, oh, I, I say it like this. It would be once in a while she would ask me about a the accent word. was so brilliant and it's thanks to Denise. Yeah. No, 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 no. It would just be one word once in a while. I remember. I can't believe you didn't get a. I can't believe you didn't get a vocal coach credit on there. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, eighties do that stuff all the time. All the come time. On. Oh, the other thing I, I was going to say about people wanting to be eighties that Katie made me yeah. think of is you definitely have to love organizing things and solving problems, solving puzzles, because mm -hmm. that's what we do. I mean, you've got to be a puzzle solver to be an assistant director, for I, sure. I have another question. So both of you went through the LA channel, but there's so many productions that are outside of LA. Like if you're in a different state, can you do the same thing? Like if you're in Atlanta or you're shooting a show in Austin or something like that, how to, would it be a similar track? For my route, yes. You can collect your, your days to get into the director's guild in pretty much every state, as long as it's a union show. Via the PA route. Right. Yes. And then, but the DGA training program is specific to LA? Well, it's an LA based program and they assign you to shows, most of which are in LA, but they do try, if there's a show that is shooting out of town and they call up and say, hey, can we get a trainee? They'll jump at the chance. They want to try and get you some out of town experience. Got there's right. also in New York. Happen. There's also there's a New, New York-based training program as well. It's a little bit different in how it's structured. And I don't know the details about that, of how they do it. Right. And then how did you, Denise, in the first place, how did you get to be on set as a PA? Um, I think, well, I was, I had in college, you know, you take your film classes and everything and you meet people. And then I had like a legit corporate job, but I would still do it as a hobby. And then one day I had a friend who said, oh, we're going to work on this little feature can you come work and I'm like sure and I did everything like I knew how to grip I was an AC I knew how to load film which no one does anymore and uh I kept doing it for fun and then one day I got on a little feature and they wanted to pay me to uh be one of the it wasn't you know what I can a sepia and I was like what someone's gonna pay me to do this and then I did it and then I loved it and I realized I liked the whole carnival atmosphere and then yeah. I just dove into it head first. But I was pretty lucky. I got on like 
big features somehow right away. And I, I was in. An important thing to note too, of just getting any film experience, especially like student short films, they're mm -hmm. always advertising, like make sure you're yeah. safe, tell someone where you're going, go with a friend. But if you get on a film crew, whether it's a tiny, tiny thing that they're doing for a hundred dollars or whether it's a big film, if you love that energy, you're in the right place because there is nothing like a set. Right. And like you say, is that carnival atmosphere of, oh my gosh, here we oh, go. <gasps> explosion. Big explosion. Yes. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I remember that day as just being so delirious and then, and Ian and I were like, God, I hope they do this close up because we just look ridiculous. Like <laughs> we were doing the smallest little reactions. And then when we saw it after, we were like, wow, that definitely, if that was, if I was Elizabeth reacting to that, I'd jumped off the bridge by now. <laughs> oh, oh no. I always like how no matter what show you're on, if there's an explosion, the entire crew comes and hangs out because we like to see things blow up. Oh yeah. It's so fun. It's like it's being fun. in a video game. Yes. We get to do the coolest thing. Oh, that's where, where we oh. wrote in Brett getting injured to cover for his... Uh, broken hand, broken hand. <laughs> yes on the thing and that'll cover it oh and yeah so, so we could write in that his finger yeah oh my god yes. about that i remember the day he i listened to your podcast when he talked about elizabeth but i remember the day he broke his hand me too yeah well yeah because like, you guys have to suddenly coordinate an ambulance and like <laughs> yes an x-ray hospital mm-hmm god yeah and that that is that does ha like life happens on a set those things yeah. happen and it's how you deal Can't. with it and then protect it and then it's writing it into the storyline and mm -hmm. how do you figure out him having a couple days off and Clark got hurt one time yeah Dude, you Katie, remember that? I think like episode yeah two. yeah I think so yeah mm -hmm. you guys sorted that out too you know you just go <laughs> like okay What's the, I loved what you said about you have to love problem solving. Exactly. Because, you know, how many years have you both been doing it? And tomorrow something could still happen for the first time. And you go, oh, okay. You know, how many actors have we had coming in that for some reason get stage fright and know not one of their lines? Or how many times has an accident happened and all of a sudden you don't have your one of your leads for three days and you've got to go well I got to try and fit this in. like this is a train that is not stopping for anything and I need mm -hmm. to somehow That's true. Out, like how are we going to sort this yeah absolutely so always like constantly what if yeah yeah always what if mm -hmm. yeah um, and everybody just pulls together and fixes it mm-hmm Yes, yes, and calm under pressure, and there's so many um, attributes that people in the AD department have to have. Um, the episode is over. I'm gonna invite a couple people in <laughs> with questions. Awesome. If you see any pop-up in the chat, Zach, um, just interrupt, because if, you know, we'll see. Oh, I, I Elizabeth, I wrote down one trivia thing. Katie probably remembers this too, that we, uh, us kids from California, because Katie's from California as well, and we are obsessed with um, Cactus Cooler. And do you remember this, Katie? And then yes. it's a soft drink. It's a soft drink. 
that you can only right. get on the West Coast. And we mm -hmm. used to ask craft service to get it for us. And then I think you and Ian were like, what is this drink that you oh, guys are obsessed with? Pop. Yes. Yeah, and then we would like make craft service order it for us. And we, and we all became obsessed. And then it was written into an episode. It was. I think like it was. And that made it me was. laugh so hard. That oh, I, think it was, I love that. Adrienne's character is like drinking it. Bobby was drinking it. And then yeah. somebody says, what are you drinking? She's like, it's Cactus Cooler or something like that. Oh my gosh. Um, well, quick, someone write to Cactus Cooler and get you guys <laughs> a lifetime supply. <laughs> I would love that. Big exposure. We should have them for uh, for next week's episode. We'll see. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I wonder if I can get them in London. Cactus Cooler. I don't think you can. Don't think so. Denise oh. is going to have to send them to you. Yeah. Okay. That's fine, Denise. I'll tell you my address. <laughs> All right. Abby, can you hear us? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Hi. Okay. Hi. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Abby, do you have a question? I have a couple. I was not expecting this. Um, let me just pull up this little file I made. <laughs> <laughs> He's an AD oh in the making already. Oh, absolutely. Get your spreadsheet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you guys planned stuff the night before, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the whole day before. Day the before, day. week before, a little bit of everything. And yeah. so you speak with like all the casts. Like I know you speak with all the like the actors, but you speak with like the crew too and like see what time they should come in and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, is there any yeah. other times that you have to like um, in the morning just change the whole schedule? Oh, hundred percent. That happens often. <laughs> that, it happened on. It's not even show. in the morning. Sometimes it will happen. Like if it, you find out Wednesday at five p.m. and the first AD says, "Okay, we're going to wrap in about half an hour," but um, something happened with this actor, and so everything we're filming tomorrow we can't film. We're now going to do all of this other stuff tomorrow. So everything you've been doing all day long literally gets thrown out. And you have to do essentially a day's worth of work in about half an hour. And it's a scramble. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, because for every day of the episode, you have a, a like a, what you're going to shoot each day, right? Mm -hmm. And then as the second, you make the call sheet for mm -hmm. each day. So by usually by the time you wrap on a Monday, you'll have the call sheet for Tuesday that has every department's call time on and when the crew is going to get there and everything exactly so that's kind of each day you kind of get your specific call time for mm -hmm. the i mean it's such a huge job for the whole crew like how many people are in agents of shield crew like 200 um, yeah i mean there's easily it was big set and 200 yeah. on a regular basis absolutely mm -hmm. yeah especially when we have two or three units going oh when there were two units it was like two to three hundred easily yeah yeah it was a big crew it was a very big crew that's that such a great true. question, Abby. It is. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, feel free to stay there. I'm going to invite uh, one more person in. And yeah, that's the, you forget the scale of it. How many people, and if just 50% asked you one question, that's you just answering texts all day. Oh, yeah. all day long. It's I all day. I remember I had an actor's agent once call me and say, can you call me every day with their call time? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And he literally just stopped. He's like, really? I'm like, if you, and I said, if you call me, I'm happy to answer questions, but I cannot call you every single day with their call time. I just don't have that time. We don't have the time. Yeah. No, There's not no, enough time no. in the day. Absolutely not. Hello. Do you have a question? 
Yeah. What is it? Can you still see me? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Um. So you know the explosion at the end. How did how many takes did that take? Oh, just one. Just yeah, one. You have to get it right. Something like that. You have. You only have one take, and that's why. That's why you it cut so many different times from so many different cameras, and you saw it from so many different angles. I think we had at least six cameras set up for that, I would think. Probably a couple of GoPros as well. Yeah, we usually have GoPros as well. Because you only have one chance to do that because when you set off that kind of firebomb, you're destroying things. You're legit destroying things. And you can, the reset on that would be- Hours. You'd have to, you'd have to come back the next day and we don't have yeah. the time to come back the next day and set all of that up and still film everything we needed to film after the explosion. So no, just one shot. That's such a good, that's such a great question because there's so much pressure on those shots. And that's when you do those sorts of explosions in a TV show where you are just, there is no other time to schedule it in. And there's been, you know, moments where as an actor, you know, it might be, the explosion might be a couple minutes delayed because the time from, somebody pressing the button to the explosions going up and you just have to hold it and if you break it you just like you just know if they're it was when like Jay was on and in the pilot his shot was him doing the scene and the explosion happening behind him if he forgot his line in that moment I mean that's a colossal amount of money (laughs) it is it's true yeah and that's the kind of thing that it is fixable in that we like for that pilot we shot that explosion from so many different angles that we could have visual effects could have taken it and reshot Jay with nothing behind him and then we could have put the explosion behind him but a yes it would have cost a lot of money but b it's never as good and as gut as truly because you can also I like the best actors in the world. It's hard to act the heat wave of an explosion that big behind you because you feel it. When we do that kind of thing, the crew, you feel a heat wave. You feel it, yeah. Absolutely feel it. So it's really hard unless you felt it before. And who feels that kind of explosion behind them in their lifetime? Not that many people. It's hard to put yourself in that position. Yeah. And then when they do the reverse onto the actors so on that bridge scene, mm-hmm. they shine big lights in front of us so that you kind of get the explosion on our faces. But it's, we have it's to lights and sriracha. I think it's a combination. <laughs> yeah, the heat sriracha. and the light. You need the heat exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a great question. Well, no, it's a really good question. And that's what makes these shows so fun is that it's the pressure of you've got to get everything ready and you don't want to forget mm-hmm. anything. Um, and that comes in the organization of it. Like everybody needs to be ready at that time because there's just one shot. You can't be late. You can't, everything has to be yes. in place and it still has to be dark. Like you can't wait. For, you've got to get it done before the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. That's pressure. correct. Mm-hmm. That was such a great question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katie and Denise. This was absolutely interesting. And it was fun talking about old memories that come flooding back. 
Yeah. I mean, it was a great show to work on. It really was. It was great. It was. I had a, I yeah. had a good time. When mm -hmm. people ask me about it, I'm like, I had a really good time there. It was exciting. It was fun. It was really hard work, but mm -hmm. I have good memories. But of all, all of the core cast partners. <laughs> I mean, listen. Who is, who is the best? <laughs> if you're going to do a call sheets. <laughs> Who gets to sleep in? Is it that show? That's what I yeah. wanted to know. <laughs> well, of course it's Zach. I mean, okay, okay. Zach, Ming's okay. husband number two. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Okay. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, he bought her a car. He did. I sent True. I sent Elizabeth the picture of that day. I remember, I it's probably still on my phone somewhere. Yeah. I shouldn't do it because her license plate's on it and I haven't blocked that out. So I'm not gonna put it uh, on. I told you. Yeah. Oh funny. yes. Although it's not that subtle. It's really not. No. <laughs> <laughs> you rank high though, babe. Let's go out on that. You rank. Okay. Take right. the win. Take the win. Yeah. Yeah. I'm closing the computer now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for anyone that wants to be an AD or is curious about that side of the business, um, it's the DGA you go to? the Google Directors Guild Training Program, and that'll get you to a link. Um, and then I'm sure Denise, there are probably some books out there, like how to be a set PA. Oh, there's like, yeah. like set PA training, which is boot camp, which is hit or miss. Yeah, there are. And then it's like Elizabeth was saying, it's like, you just get out there and start doing it. You start meeting people and yeah. then you'll start getting on sets and getting, if you're good and keep going and going. Yeah. You know what? Just show up, get on a set, just show up, even stand around outside yep. and be like, Hey, can I be a PA? Hey, can I be a PA? Hey, can with enough persistence, someday someone's going to give you a walkie-talkie. It's like, yeah, I need you to stand over there. Somebody didn't show up today. Go stand over there. I love it. Yeah, and you've got to get used to having an earpiece in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Life. <laughs> and with the COVID times, it's the earpiece, the mask thing, the shield thing yes. over us. And then uh, it's, this is yeah, there's like I have so many cranial accessories going on right in when I'm shooting now. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, now too, like meeting new crew for the first time, I only recognize people from here up as they drive off in their cars. I'm like, whoa, well, check out your nose and mouth. I've never seen that. It's <laughs> well, true. Because we did in prep, we did a whole bunch of Zoom meetings. So I got to know people's faces. Mm -hmm. right. And then we show up on set and they're masks. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I've met you a thousand times. I can't recognize you because I only see this much. And yeah. You need to get yeah. labels. It's different times. Yeah, label for on sure. the face shield. Different That's times. But we find yeah, a way. Just do name tags on Wednesday, our first day of shooting. I'm like, we're doing name tags. I can't, no. Everyone will love that as well. <laughs> I hope so. I love a name tag. Mm -hmm. um, right, I'm going <laughs> to let you go because yeah. I could just stay chatting for you guys for ages. Thank you, girls, for your questions. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, thank you, yeah, thank for you. Being here, as always. Live chat king, thank you. And I'm gonna let everyone in and we'll just wave goodbye. How do I, uh, oh, admit all. Yay. Oh great to see you guys. Good I know, great to see you together when you're back. Oh my gosh, I'm taking off my leopard print jacket. My little feet have gone numb oh no i'm moving around far too much gosh that was so good <laughs> if i do say so myself just found that so interesting and you know i've spent a lot of time with katie carol and denise poor over the years 
And there was still so much that I found out I didn't know before. So yeah, if anyone is curious about being an AD, re-listen to this and just, yeah, I, I love that as a resource of a way to work on a film set. It really suits a certain type of personality. Like Denise said, you have to be, you have to love organization. You have to get a kick out of problem solving. You have to be really up for getting there first and going home last. But the camaraderie and the 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 community that you build and the teamwork, there are very few teams on a film set that are as tight as the AD team because everybody has earned their stripes. Every single person, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you've got, no matter what your last name is, you have to go through, you have to get your 400 days uh, before you get into the guild. You have to do a certain amount of hours at each tier of being an assistant director before you can go and first and be the assistant director, the first AD. So it's just such a brilliant apprenticeship. And yeah, if you feel like you have that kind of personality, then definitely look into it because it's such a pivotal role. I mean, sets literally wouldn't, nothing would happen without the AD department. And I gotta say, they are just two of the best I've ever worked with and we got so spoiled because you know we knew we had it really good on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but they're, I mean, you see they're just so wonderful imagine driving into set at 4.35 a.m. and being greeted by Denise who has been up for an hour and a half already and is just so smiley and lovely regardless of the weather or the time, or, you know, whatever happened the day before, just so, just so wonderful and ready and enthusiastic. And then when everything goes belly up, is brilliant at problem solving. Yeah, it was just oh, so lovely to see them again. Lovely to see Zach as well. <laughs> I haven't seen him all day either. I also forgot SM don't know uh, what your first name is, but SM signed off saying happy 4722 hours, 4722 hours. It's the air anniversary. I think you, I think you sent that this week. So thank you for that. The episode where Simmons got trapped on a planet. Apparently it's the anniversary. I think that was last week. Oh, anyway, I put it on my little Maybe I could be a good AD. I put on my little spreadsheet of things to read out for the intro and I forgot. Clearly not the best AD because they would have noticed that. Hey, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Gosh, there are some weeks that I literally could talk and talk and talk to the guests and just in general. It is now five past ten and I am up early tomorrow for work so I probably should sign off. But thank you guys for being here. Thank you, my little pets, my little lemons. <laughs> Thank you, Liam, for being the best mic ever. Lil's, oh, what did it stand for? Lil's incredible, amazing mic, I think. And also just Liam, what a great name. And I will see you or speak to you. You will hear me next week when we're one eleven. Oh my gosh, I forgot to make a huge deal at the start of we're in double digits for Live with Lil the podcast. Episode 10. Oh my gosh, imagine when we're a teenager. 
but double digits is amazing. That's 10 episodes of doing this wonderful podcast. (laughs) I say wonderful, like I find it wonderful. I hope you do too. And I'm assuming, seeing as you've made it to episode 10, that hopefully you do. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Please do rate, review, subscribe to us. Oh, maybe next week I'll play some voices because we did get some new voices this week. So next week, voicey week. Put a little reminder on my phone. So if you go to anchor.fm forward slash live with Lil, I'm just typing that into my computer to make sure that that's right. Yeah anchor a-n-c-h-o-r dot f-m forward slash live with lil there's a place on there that you can leave a voice message and uh that would be lovely i'll play some next week hey thanks for being here thanks for listening thank you for supporting this podcast it's making me feel like i have a ton of new friends (laughs) i'm gonna put liam in his little box now and we will see you next week